is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. Okay, here we go. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. I love that song, man. It's, um, it's something that I learned as a kid. Um, I didn't really understand it, to be honest with you, but it was a cool song, and it was pretty catchy, and so we were supposed to be happy, and so I learned how to be happy as a kid learning that song. And then, um, and then I grew up as a Christian, and uh, that song became very challenging to me. All of a sudden, this song that, as kids, we teach kids how to you know, really enjoy the day because it's the day that the Lord has made and then we grow up and we realize, man, that's actually really challenging to actually love today because, well, whatever's happening isn't good, so how do I enjoy today? But um, I've, I've discovered that we, we need to, as the church, as believers that are maturing in the Lord, we need to learn how to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, right? We need to learn how to love God like that and your days become a lot better. And it's maybe not that we need another sermon or a new revelation. Sometimes it's just about understanding the simple things in life. And it begins to create framework for us in our everyday where we can enjoy the Lord and we can see right. When we see right, God can fill in the details. And whether it makes sense or not, we can groove with that train. But when the framework's wrong, when we don't see right, and we make it complicated with what's happening within our day, we lose sight of the simplicity of this song. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And that in itself, guys, is enough for us to rejoice because we've been given today. And um, I'm really thankful that Jesus is alive. And I'm thankful that he speaks. This is what's so radical about God that we serve is that he is alive and he speaks in our midst, and that's what I love about body ministry. It was never meant to be just the, the worship leader leading us in worship. There's a role, there's a responsibility, but all of us worship together and glorify the name of Jesus. It was never meant to be just the man at the front or the woman at the front with a microphone that was meant to lead the entire church, but it was actually body ministry, and there's roles and responsibility, but every one of us, we, we carry faith in our heart, and we release that when we come together. And that may look differently each Sunday, but it's actually being led by the Spirit of God, and that's what allows us to see what God wants to do in our midst. It's body ministry. It's God in our midst, Emmanuel, God with us, each and every one of us. And so when we position our hearts like that, when we come to church, willing to have Emmanuel, God with us in our midst, manifest through us by faith. What does it begin to look like? What does God paint in our midst? And this is what gets exciting to me is that God does paint. And there's a number of things that were said this morning. And um, a few things were highlighted to me as this week I've been praying about God, what do you want to say? And um, and largely, it's what God is taking me through as well. And, um, and I love the psalm that Tim read this morning. My soul longs for you. 
My soul longs for you. And there's a number of things that we're coming up this morning of us drawing into God, like us giving into God and God wanting to give something back to us as well too. Fasting and praying. And when we hear that, it doesn't sound overly exciting but it's the next level that we need to go with God in order to see breakthrough. And, um, and I'd say it's probably been one of the most challenging things for me as a Christian, and maybe you guys as well, is not just remaining the same, but continuing to move forward. Staying hungry in God. Staying thirsty in God. How do we remain in that place? And that's been my challenge as a Christian because there's, there's waves that I've gone through where it's really easy to be hungry for God. And maybe you guys have found that as well where, you know, everything's just going right and it's really easy. Or maybe there's just a sovereign move of God in your quiet times, in your moments with Jesus, where it's just, it's easy to love God. It's easy to read your word. Everything seems to be just awakening to your spirit. And it's very exciting. And then the next week, there's a great move of the flesh where we find it really difficult to do anything except stay on social media, do anything but read your word or pray. Or does anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, I mean, I'm just being vulnerable here. This is me, right? There's times when this happens. And, um, and I think something that God has been teaching me is, Dave, I want you to know the patterns of your heart. Know why you do what you do so that you can begin to actually hear answers that will solve problems and not just fruit in your life. And so something that I seen this morning as we we're worshiping, I was reminded in Genesis 1 where it says the Spirit of God was actually hovering over the deep, right? And I felt like God was actually hovering over top of us this morning. And it was a word from God that actually released creation, right? But I felt like he was saying, what do you want me to create in your life? He's hovering over the deep of your life. What is it that you want God to create in your life? And so what we're going to do, just as what we should do as Christians, is we should just respond to that, right? And so we're going to take a minute right now, and we're just going to ask God, what is that thing? Or maybe just talk to God about that thing that you need released in your life right now. Is that cool? I'm going to pray, and we're going to take a minute, and we're just going to respond to that word. So, Father, we thank you that your word is in our midst, God. We thank you that your Holy Spirit is with us. And I just pray that even now, as we prepare our hearts, God, that you would speak to us. That, God, we would, we would respond to you. We would respond to you and ask you, to bring something new into our life, in Jesus' name.
want you to receive that word right now. Just envision that. The word is camping up on the inside of you. It's becoming a part of you. God wants to release this word in you. He wants to create this word in you. doing in our lives. Thank you, Father. Lord, I want to thank you for the freedom I want to thank you for the courage that you're giving me, Lord. You want to say yes to you. Thank you, Lord, for the great boldness that you're giving me to walk in the things that you're speaking, Lord. I thank you, Father, for the vision. Thank you for the passion, Lord, that you've given me, Father, to take new things for Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that lives within us. The power of the Holy Spirit that can help us to overcome anything, Lord. The power of the Holy Spirit to create new things in our lives. The power of the Holy Spirit to break through our doubt and unbelief. The power of the Holy Spirit to give us vision, Lord. The power of the Holy Spirit to lead our families, God. The power of the Holy Spirit to come and to begin to change, Father, the way that we see. The power of the Holy Spirit to bring healing to our bodies, God. We thank You for what You're doing. We fix our eyes on You this morning, Jesus. Because You're the author and the finisher of our faith. You're the beginning, You're the end. You're the Alpha and You're the Omega. God, we honor You. We thank You for what You're doing in us. And we bless your name. We bless your name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Wow. That was fun. <laughs> that was just fun. Oh my gosh. That was really fun. Wow, just taking a few moments, taking a few moments to ask the Holy Spirit to do something that sometimes we find very difficult to believe. You know, and I started out with just saying, man, one of the most difficult things that I found as a Christian man is to continue to be hungry and thirsty for the things of God. Seasonally, we, we find these things where God sovereignly breaks in or we find a moment of breakthrough and we go after things and we're excited and everything is moving forward. But 
in the space of two days, everything can change. Our love for God can drop from here to here. We can question everything that God is doing in our lives because of a circumstance that didn't go right or something that we've seen or something that we felt or any, anything, life just flowing. And it begins to cause all kinds of things to disrupt the plan of God. But I'm discovering that we can maintain hungry. We can maintain hungry and we can maintain thirst in our lives. But it involves going after it. It involves prayer. It involves a deep and great awareness that the Holy Spirit of God is with us. And when we don't have what we need, He has everything that we do need. And so we pray and we ask God, would you come? Would you show me how to have faith? Would you come and teach me how to love you, Jesus? Some of these vulnerable prayers that we just need to pray because sometimes we don't know what we're doing. I want to read some really awesome scriptures out to us. This is the Passion Translation of Matthew 5, 6. It says, how enriched you are when you crave righteousness, for you will be surrounded with fruitfulness. How enriched you are when you crave righteousness. When, our, when in our day-to-day -day we crave righteousness, when we desire so much to be right with God, to be walking in right standing, to not just be a Christian, but to walk as a Christian, it says you will be surrounded with fruitfulness. Hebrews 11.6 and without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith, knowing that He is real, and that He rewards the faith of those who give all their passion and strength into seeking Him. Wow. If there's a prayer that you can pray today, and tomorrow and the next day and the next day, it would be that. God, would you help me to be passionate about you? Would you help me to know how to have faith for the things that I'm doing in life? Would you help me to have faith to believe that I can actually walk as a Christian today? These are really simple prayers, but I'm discovering that God begins to teach you how to do that. The most common prayer that I pray literally almost every day is, God, would you teach me how to have faith? Would you teach me how to believe would you teach me how to have faith? Would you teach me how to believe your word? Because your, your word in my midst is great. It's awesome that we, we wait for God's word to come and to lead us and to build something in our lives. But then we need to believe that word. We need to hang on to that word. We need to have strength in that word when everything is going to rubbish. When nothing seems right, we hang on to a word from God. And we keep hanging on to a word from God because he spoke it. And so we pray, God, teach me how to hang on to that word because nothing around me is saying that that's a good word to hang on to. Everything is telling me that maybe there should be a new word. What if we were just to hang on to words that God has given with tenacity and boldness and courage?
What if we were to believe that we could become powerful Christians for the kingdom of God? These are great prayers. This is the encouragement of God this morning. My soul longs for you. And we've been learning in this whole year through the series of teachings that we don't become sin conscious because sin consciousness drives you into sin. But grace consciousness, Jesus consciousness, it begins to steer you away from sin. It begins to fall off. The things that once so easily entangled you are no longer an issue in your life because we love God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and all of our strength. We give all that we have to Jesus and His righteousness becomes the forefront. But we need to pray if you're anything like me. It's amazing how you can walk in a few days of that and on that third day, wow, it's just, it's so difficult. And we have to start getting hungry. We have to start getting ridiculously hungry. Would we pray and fast for that unbelief to be broken off? Would we pray and get on our knees and begin to cry out to Jesus for a move in our lives, for a move in our church? Because my own life, I can see the places where I've just been so comfortable in what I'm not seeing, so comfortable in what I'm not understanding. And what begins to happen is my love for the Word it begins to grow cold. There's always reasons and distractions why maybe I shouldn't do that. I've got lots of work to do. And all these things, they remain in our lives, don't they? Unless we get hungry for Jesus and begin to make changes, life will run you over and we'll come to church and do spiritual things. And it's not that we don't love God, church. We do love God. It's not a message of condemnation. It's a message of breakthrough. Like, will we pray and fast? Will we go after something greater? Will we lay our lives down for something greater? It's the challenge of my own life that I'm sharing with you this morning. It's hard and it's difficult at times because the flesh is a very loud voice. It's a very loud voice in the face of things going wrong. Matthew 6.33, so above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Matthew 13, 44, A person discovered that there was hidden treasure in a field. Upon finding it, he hid it again. Because of uncovering such treasure, he was overjoyed and sold all that he possessed to buy the entire field just so he could have the treasure. Incredible scriptures that I think every one of us would say yes and amen to. And I think we would actually mean it with our hearts. We actually would mean it and we would desire that and we would want that. And so this message is for us mature Christians to actually kick it up one more. Can we take it up one more notch? Can we take our relationship with Jesus to another level? 
Can we do a little bit more? Can we lay down our lives a little bit more? What if the vision of God wants to be greater than just the job in your life? What if we really could go after a city together? Could we do something like that? Could we take a city for God? Could we come together in this church and believe God for a great move, not just through Ben and Jess, but through us? Could we dream in such a way where God could birth something in your life that would manifest in our midst in this church that could impact the Gold Coast, where it's no longer a lack of vision. There's so much vision in your heart. You need an army to come around you and fulfill it. Could this be the answer of God in our midst? As we rise up, we begin to believe God. These are no longer cliche sayings. They've never been. It's been a promise of God that the Gold Coast would be the God Coast. That this city we can win for Jesus. If we will believe and we will stand. If we begin to cry out. Begin to tear up for the things that break the heart of God. If we'll begin to fast. Lay down food. Lay down the things that we need for our body. For the sake of the kingdom of God. This is the challenge church to me and to you. Do we want to see a move of God? Do we want to see the presence of the Father break out on this place? History tells us that it never comes through complacency. It never comes through laziness and apathy. It comes through people getting on their hands and knees and worshiping the Father and saying, I'm willing to lay down these things for the sake of the kingdom. And we need one another. We need you. We need each other. To surround each other, to see something great break out. So that we're not always saying, there's a move of God right around the corner, but we remain the same. We're excited about a presence on a Sunday morning, but the rest of our week just remains the same. I need you to stir me up. You need me to stir you up. This is body ministry where we begin to do great things for the kingdom together. Not just as one man or one woman leading the entire city, but the gifts and the calling of God coming alive in your heart. Letting the Spirit of the Father breathe on you to create something new. To create something in this time in this age where Jesus wants this city won. He is the head and we are the body. We can do this church. We just have to get hungry. We have to get hungry. And it's backwards to the world. For your body to get hungry, you don't eat. But in the kingdom, for you to stay hungry, you eat. So we eat and we get hungrier. You eat and you get hungrier. So we need to start eating. Uh, I'm preaching to myself, guys. I am preaching to myself. I am preaching to myself. We need each other. 
We need the body to come together. We need it. Ben and Jess are our pastors and our leaders in this church. Every one of us is a leader in this church. We rise up. We begin to dream about what God could do to let dreams start coming, to let your heart race with the kingdom of God, and then to believe, because today we will believe, and tomorrow is Monday. Write those things down. Remember what God spoke. Prophesy that over your life. You declare that thing over your life. You wake up in the morning and you eat that word. You let that thing become molecular in your being. The strength of the Lord is in the word. Come on. Come on. And I just said it, but apathy, laziness, and complacency, these things that I find in my own life, they're the greatest killers of fruitfulness in Jesus. It's the greatest killer to fruitfulness. My passions get lost in that place. All of a sudden, I'm living a life for Jesus, but I've got no passion. I've got no vision. And it's a simple read my Bible that's a simple just pray for five minutes. That's a simple trying to be kind to somebody. And all of those things are wonderful, church. But we're called to change a nation. We're called to change a city. We're called to change our neighborhoods. Come on, let your light so shine before men. Let your light shine before men. This is a call to the mature. A call to the believers. Come on. We can do this. We've been reading the word. We've been praying. We've been seeking God on things. And so now let's take it to the next level. I want to read another couple of scriptures to us to encourage us from the word. 1 Corinthians 3, 1 to 4. Brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I found it impossible to speak to you as those who, as those who are spiritually mature people, for you are still dominated by the mindset of the flesh. And because you are immature infants in Christ, I had to nurse you and feed you with milk, not with solid food of more advanced teachings, because you weren't ready for it. In fact, you were still not ready to be fed solid food. For you are living your lives dominated by the mindset of the flesh. Ask yourselves, is there jealousy among you? Do you compare yourselves with others? Do you quarrel like children and end up taking sides? If so, this proves that you are living your lives centered on yourselves, dominated by the mindset of the flesh, and behaving like unbelievers. For when you divide yourselves up in groups, a Paul group and a Paulist group, you are acting like people without the Spirit's influence. Hebrews 5, 12 to 14. For you should already be professors, instructing others by now. But instead, you need to be taught from the beginning the basics of God's prophetic oracles. You're like children still needing milk and not yet ready to, to digest solid food. For every spiritual infant who lives on milk is not yet pierced by the revelation of righteousness. But solid food is for the mature 
whose spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters and they have been adequately trained by what they've experienced to emerge with understanding of the difference between what is truly excellent and what is evil and harmful. I read that this week. And the encouragement coming out of that is not that we are mere infants and that we're horrible Christians. It's that if I find myself in there, what am I prophesying and declaring over my life? For the writer is saying, come on. Be mature. Let's take this next level. Let's take it for Jesus. Next level prayer. Next level time with Jesus. Next level hanging out and worshiping with all of our hearts. Excelling in what God is calling us to do. That's the encouragement, friends. And when we find ourselves in that fleshly place, it says, for you are living your lives dominated by the mindset of the flesh. My mindset can be dominated by the flesh. But we can prophesy and declare over our lives. We can begin to call things into existence as though they are, even if they're not. We can begin to declare things of Jesus over our lives and camp up with that, partner with that, have faith for that, so that he can create something new within us. Does that make sense? Come on, man. <laughs> hunger, man. Hunger motivates us to get out of one thing and into something new. If you think about it, a poor person that has no food and has no way of getting any food he will put himself at risk to find food. He will walk into shops and steal food for his body because his body needs it. He'll put himself in really strange situations where the police will take him away. He'll be arrested and put in jail to get something that he needs for himself. Now, we can get hunger that will drive us into something far greater than just a five-minute prayer in the morning, and that's awesome, by the way and the 30 minutes of reading your Bible, and that's awesome, by the way. But it can drive you into something greater than that, because hunger releases dreams. The hunger in God releases dreams. When you stand in that place and you begin to get so hungry for Jesus, and he honors and sees the heart of man and woman that wants to partner with heaven, he begins to release things on that person. Because he sees somebody that is willing, somebody is willing to go and lay down their lives for a dream that God wants to do on the Gold Coast, that God wants to do in this nation. Hunger releases these things. We can be hungry, guys. We need to learn how to be full and remain hungry. Because we can come out of worship times and a great sermon we can feel so full, so full that we just kind of don't need anymore. But we need to pray, God, when I'm full, I want more. When I'm full, I want to remain so ridiculously hungry for the things of God. I want your fire to come, Jesus. I need you to come. God honors this place. And he begins to reveal more to that person, more to that church. 
So I'd love for us to pray this morning. I would love for us to end. We've gone a few minutes over here. But I would love for us to partner up with somebody, someone that you don't normally pray with, so that we can, A, build community, because that's an important part of what Ben and Jess want to do here. Pray with that person, and I want us to prophesy and to declare these things over each other, that hunger would come. There would be a deep-seated hunger that would come from God, that we would have faith to believe that Jesus can do the things that he's called us to do. And even those dreams that have actually fallen asleep because they've been so difficult for you to believe that those would once again awake and God would prophesy over that again. Is that cool? All right, man. So on the count of three, we're going to go find a partner and we're going to take the next five minutes at least and we're going to pray. Pray. And if you get a word for that person, share that word. Okay, if you get an encouragement or a scripture, share that word. But we want to pray that we would become next level, mature, hungry people for Jesus. Cool? Is that all right? Can we all participate? This is the most important part, is that we participate as believers in the kingdom. All right. We thank you, Jesus.